This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Safety 2023. Join us for Safety 2023, June 5th through the 7th in San Antonio for the opportunity to meet with more than 500 exhibitors showcasing the latest products and innovations in occupational safety and health. Discover the products that will help you solve your top challenges and take your organization to the next level. Learn more and register at safety.assp.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Thank you so much for joining us today, and happy Volunteer Week. In uh, recognition, we wanted to take some time to uh, recognize our volunteer leaders and the work they do, uh, particularly in the area of mentorship, which is going to be our topic today. And uh, my first guest here to uh, share his experience with that, I'm uh, very happy to welcome Stephen Guillory. Stephen is the chairman of the mentorship program for our Blacks in Safety Excellence, or BIES, Common Interest Group. Uh, Stephen, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's jump right in. Now we're, we're talking about mentorship, and we'll we'll get into the uh, the buys program specifically uh, in a little bit. But uh, talking about mentorship and the importance it plays in the safety profession, or really all professions, I wonder if we could start out. You kind of talking about a little bit about you know your experience with 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 uh, mentorship and you know the impact it's had on your career. So my story is is different from most if not all, I didn't have a mentor uh, coming up the ranks in safety. So I bumped my head a lot, you know, uh, I'm still here and I was able to, you know, to reach some goals and, and whatnot, but uh, I'm sure there's still some goals out there that um, I can achieve or would have achieved if I would have had proper mentorship, you know, coming up. So my big sell is don't be like Steve. You know, don't, don't make this mistake. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, because I would have been much further ahead than I am now um, profession wise, if that makes sense. Not complaining, but I do recognize that the lack of a mentor in my life early on uh, set me back a little bit. Right. Uh, so that's what I preach uh, to mentors and mentees alike are those that, are, you know, have questions and can't figure out why they can't progress, uh, whether it's academically or professionally, the first question I ask is, do you have a mentor, right? And then those seasoned professionals in safety, you know, when I have conversations with them, I ask, hey, are you mentoring someone? If not, why, right? So yeah, it, I just learn from my mistakes and I don't want others to make the same mistakes. <laughs> Sure, sure. I wonder if we can talk a little more about that from from the perspective, you know, from the mentor and, and the mentee. What what you preach to them, you know, about the impact that mentoring can have, and you know, the impact of being mentored. So, what I what I what I say all the time, and I really mean this: as a mentor, you probably get more out of it than the mentee. Right, the the the, the older seasoned professional will actually get more out of it uh, because, A, you see that person that you're mentoring develop and achieve certain goals, right? But you also learn from them because safety, our profession is evolving. Um, the world evolves, time evolves. So as a mentor, I've learned so much from those that I that I mentor, right? As a mentee, I'm sorry. I learned so much 
from those I mentor. So I would say there, there are probably more uh, bonuses in being a mentor than a mentee. Now, on the mentee side, of course, it's learning from those before you to avoid obstacles, you know, to get to a certain point. If you follow along with that with that plan that that mentee mentor puts into place, you should be fine, right? But it's a discussion, and it's getting that person ready for those difficult conversations that they may have when they either get in the workforce or if they're already in the workforce to navigate to get to that next level. Having those conversations because that mentor mentee conversation should be at times uncomfortable. You know, uh, that person may not want to hear what the the uh, elder has to say you know but it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is you know I, hey i've been through this and hey this these are some things you need to think about um but yeah definitely um man it's uh it's very rewarding being a mentor because you see that person develop a person's develop but you also learn from them every person that i've mentored i've taken something back and implemented it into my plan whether it's professional or personal absolutely see yeah, that, that it, it does go both ways yeah that, i mean the mentor is of course teaching the mentee but you know that that's that's return to the mentor maybe even more so because you know even you know working with someone who may be younger than you not as much experience there's still a lot you can learn from them yes yes and you know there are times where i kick myself man i should have done this uh I should have made this decision. I shouldn't have said this and that. And when I see that person actually listen to what I'm saying and don't make those same mistakes, it's very rewarding. It's rewarding. So when I when I see them progressing, you know, as a professional or just personal, you know, if I see them making changes for the better, in the back of my mind, I can say honestly, hey, I had a little piece of that. You know, can take all the credit, but as a one percent. <laughs> uh, on that note, something you mentioned there, and we can get into this more with talking about the vice program specifically is, you know, mentors and mentees working together on a plan. I'm kind of cur- curious about that, that aspect of it. And, you know, you know, if, if the, the mentee coming into the program, like, okay, this is, you know, this is an area I'm looking to focus on. This is what I want to achieve. And, you know, kind of how, how the mentor and mentee can work together to kind of build and develop that plan to, you know, help the mentee work towards the, what they're wanting to achieve. So what I will say with, with Vice, uh, there is a plan set in place and I'm in the process of revamping it a little bit, um, you know, continuous improvement that that's a, something I really believe in. It, it's not broken, but there are some key things that I, that I want to change before my term is up. Um, but what I will say is um, I take it very seriously when I'm pairing up mentors and mentees, right? Um, so if a mentee um, chimes in the ASSP, and say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor, I give them a phone call. I don't just email them. I actually give them a call, uh, have some kind of way to get them on my calendar and have a discussion with them, right? A lengthy discussion on what their goals are, you know, where they are in their career or are academically. Uh, and from there, knowing who we have, you know, advice, or not even just advice, uh, I look actually throughout my my black book of safety professionals. So it's just not vice people, right? Because the person that's the best fit for that individual may not be advice, right? So, but if that person says, for example, hey, you know, I'm very interested in risk management. 
I know two or three people, you know, in Vice that can help that person. So the next conversation would be with that person. Hey, you know, uh, how's your calendar? Uh, you have time to uh, speak to someone with me. So then we have that conversation, you know, three-party conversation, just kind of talking. And I'm in the background, you know, listening to make sure that this person that's looking for help, if this is the right match for them, right? And nine times out of 10, um, when we end the call, they both agree, hey, we're going to meet, uh, you know, frequently. We don't talk the details then, but frequently, you know, to get on a path. Now, what I want to implement into BICE is an actual template on how those meetings are, are to take place, how frequent, you know, things that, that should be discussed, uh, takeaways, uh, assignments, because, hey, um, in that mentorship, you should have some assignments. So those things I want I want to add, add to the template as a protocol, you know, so when I'm no longer here, the next person comes in, or if I'm mentoring someone, or if I'm a mentee, I know that there's a process in place that we need to follow. And if we follow correctly, we both should walk back with smiles on our faces, you know, with, uh, with you know, successful on both sides. But we take a lot of time on the front end, making sure that the proper people are uh, together, right? You don't want somebody from risk management mentoring someone uh, construction, you know, I mean, it, do it doesn't match up. So, um, that's what we do and that's what we're trying to get. We're trying to get to that point where there's a process in place. Not saying what we're doing is wrong because we actually have a, a, a good program, but it's more independent of the mentor in each case. And that's that's not a bad thing, but I would like to add a little more structure to it, you know, just in case. Not just, you know, it could be my first time mentoring and I'm thinking I'm doing a great job and I may not be. I really like how you mentioned there, you know, being involved in that first call, because as you noted, it's so important to, you know, listening in on that conversation between the mentor and mentee to make, you know, making sure that this is a good match and this is going to, you know, be a good relationships that that yields the results that both the mentor and the mentee are looking for. And, you know, Scott, the funny thing, uh, there have been times where I thought I had the perfect person on the call with that person. And I ended up walking away being the mentor. You know, at the end of the call, I was like, you know what? I think I think I may be a better fit for this person. So there have been occasions where I've taken that role. Not, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just, hey, I think I may be able to help this person a little more right now. You know, so so yeah. Uh, you touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious, I, have you found in most cases, I mean, you're, you're on that initial call, we say, okay, this is a good match, and then they kind of take it from there, or is that, you know, something you're looking to implement to kind of have, you know, periodic status checks about how how things are going, if the mentor and mentee are still, you know, feeling good about, about you know, the the relationship as, as things move forward? That's part of that process I mentioned earlier. Um, we're, going to, we're going to have um, scheduled times, and that'll be my my responsibility now. Of course, whoever follows me in the mentorship chair role for Vice, it's their job to check on those people, right? Now, right now, I check periodically, but periodically really isn't good enough. You need to be on some type of schedule. I'm thinking annually, uh, maybe four times a year, you know, every three months, just kind of check in you know, have a conversation with both of them, just like you introduced them together, have a conversation together. 
you know, so that's something that I'm I'm thinking uh, right now is between three, every three times a year or four times I'm leaning towards four, but that definitely is part of that plan that I mentioned. Talking yeah, uh, about, you know, by specifically, you mentioned, you know, some of the things you're, you're looking at for the future or kind of talk more specifically about the, you know, the buys mentorship program, how, how that came together and you, maybe some other things you're, you're looking to, to do to help it, you know, move forward into the future. So I can't really tell you the, the true history of the mentorship program. I do know that it was effective. And again, remember, I didn't have a mentor. I got into uh, ASSP uh, at the beginning of my career, but I didn't know about bias. I didn't know about practice specialties, common interest groups. I, bet I wasn't aware of any of that, so I wasn't exposed to it. Um, what I can tell you is what I inherited was a very good program. We already had pairs in place. Uh, what... Um, if if I had to put a negative in it, the negative would be <clears throat> we had a lot of ment mentees looking for mentors, right? A lot of people looking for them, and we didn't have enough bodies. So you may have one mentor with three or four mentees, and to me, that's not good. You know, the, the, the most you should have is, is two, in my opinion. And that's something that may be uh, written up in my, um, my draft also. So what the decision I made, and no, no one really opposed it, and I don't see why. But uh, again, I mentioned earlier that the right person for you may not even be in vice. They may be in another comic group or another practice specialty. So I look inside of vice first to make sure that this is the right person. But believe it or not, there have been times where I've, I've made phone calls and say, hey, I have this person that needs some guidance, and I believe that you are the, the best fit. And it's about matching that person up with the right person to be successful. So that's that's kind of how we're thinking outside the box is, yeah, look, look at what we have, but also look outside to make sure that we're giving that person what they really need. And uh, as I mean, the 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 feedback you've received from both mentors and mentees has that you know sh shown that throughout the the course of the program that you know it, it it's it's giving people what they need. So far, so good. You know, again, um, once I, I put a protocol in place, I think it'll be uh, better. But right now, it's good. You know, um, I, I I call periodically um, the mentor and I call the mentee. Hey, how everything is going? Or I send an email, and you know, everything is always fine. Uh, there have been occasions where the mentee falls off, right? So what I've noticed is once that mentee gets that promotion that they're looking for, they kind of disappear, right? And that's not part of the plan. So so what I'm going to start doing is 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 when we have that initial conversation, say, hey, look, so once you reach your career goals, or once you get what you need out of this relationship, turn around and be a mentor and do it for the next person. And that's how we that's how we're gonna keep this thing going. But yeah, we I, I do see people kind of walking away from that relationship. You know, once they get what they want, or it could be, you know, a loss of a job. You never know, right? If definitely, if it's because you you've gotten that promotion you wanted, or you've moved on in your career, you need to give back. You know, to the profession. So that's something that uh, I'm going to start um, pushing a little more. That's not something that you can really put in the policy uh, per se or procedure, but it's something that we just have to get that agreement. Hey, we're doing this for you. You need to do this for us because at the end of it's all of us. 
have you found uh you know that you, you've had uh a lot of mentees who then come back and, and mentor have you had good success with that um it's getting better but it's not where it should be it's not where it should be um so i, and I think as we get more uh, vice membership and we put mentorship out there to the masses more what it is because again remember i didn't have a clue <laughs> right so um i i think you may still have some people like me that aren't aware of mentorship, its benefits, and that we actually have a program. So I think as we um, advertise it more, uh, have these types of conversations, you will see an increase in those relationships, and then you'll see the benefits. But right now, it's still growing. It's still, yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not going to happen overnight, but it's, it's doing real well. Uh, right now in Vice, we have about 20 pairs. Um, and there are some solid pairs. I have a few mentors that have more than one person, but no one has more than two, which is my goal, right? So we've kind of fixed that. Um, but I'm proud to say that we have the right relationships right now. So if this per if person if Jane Doe has this goal, I have them with the proper person to get them where they need to get um, if they follow the plan. Now, if if someone uh, is interested in uh, getting involved in uh, the Vice uh, mentorship program, or as a as a mentor or mentee, what's up? What's the next step? How can they How can they learn more? How can they get get involved? So there are two ways. So on ASSP's website, there is an option to um, request a mentor through Vice, right? And if I'm not mistaken, no, I, I know for a fact the Hispanic um, Common Interest Group. Uh, they have a uh, solid um, mentorship program. So on the website, you, you put in a request that you want to be a mentor or a mentee. Um, uh, another easy way to do it is just to email me directly or contact me uh, on the website. Uh, I'm all over the place, LinkedIn, wherever. Just say, hey, Stephen, um, listen to the uh, podcast and if you want some, like some more information on mentorship. You know, whether it's being a mentor or mentee, and we'll have that conversation. And if that's something that you need, uh, we'll work it out. Believe it or not, Scott, I get a lot of calls from individuals asking for a mentor. And when we end that call, they are uh, the mentor. You know, so they, hey, I, I would like, you know, a mentor. I'm trying to do this, 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 and this. And after about 30 minutes, the conversation has changed to, you know, you know, you could really be a mentor for someone. <laughs> you know, both ways, you know, you can actually do both. You could be mentored by someone and mentor someone. So, you know, that that is, is, there's no solid rules to it. But there have been times where I've had individuals come in asking, you know, for help and end up assigning someone to them, <laughs> you know, so it, it works out, but that's, that's why those conversations were, are very important to find out what people's goals are, where they are in their career and their life. Any, anything else uh, you'd like to add about uh, the benefits of mentorship, the uh, Bayes uh, mentorship program as, as we wrap up? What I would tell others uh, about mentorship is if you don't know about it, look into it. If you don't think you will be a good mentor, Give me a call and we, we could have that discussion because uh, I don't think I'm a good mentor, but I was mentoring people and not knowing it, Scott, you know, until as I got old, more seasoned in my profession, people would always come back and say, hey, because of Dr. Guillory this, because of Dr. Guillory that. And 
my thing is, if we just had a conversation and I gave you a recommendation from an experience I had, but that's mentorship, <laughs> right? So um, I would say, give it a shot. If if you're in your that place in your profession where you feel you can hand out advice or make some recommendations and make someone else's path easier, give me a call, right? Regardless of color, regardless if your advice or not, just if if, if you can, if you feel you you have that to give, give me a call and we can work out, we can work out something and vice versa. If you're listening to this and you feel that, hey, there are some things that I want to achieve or accomplish, um, give me a call. I could I could match you with the right person. It, it may even be me, you know, to get you in that right track. I'm telling you, um, I'm 47. I'm kind of where I want to be in my career, but I do know for a fact that there, there were several uh, snafus that I made in in the past that if I would have avoided them, I would be in a much better place. And I know a mentor would have told me how to navigate some things. Right. So yeah, that, that's that's my takeaway. Just give it a give it a give it a shot. It's not a sign of weakness by having a mentor. Um, if you do research on mentorship, all of your top CEOs, uh, CFOs, um, those that that run billion dollar corporations, guess what they all have in common? Mentors or had mentors. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Buffett, I read an article on him. He had a mentor. He still has a mentor. Now he mentors a whole bunch of other people, right? You know, but he he had them, and he still has mentors to this day. So give it a shot. It's very rewarding. Absolutely, yeah. And I hope that's what folks really take away from this conversation. For as either a mentor or a mentee, it can it can be so rewarding. To, I mean, personally and professionally. So yeah, I definitely uh, encourage folks to uh, take advantage of uh, the Buys uh, mentorship program and all that it has to offer. And uh, thank you so much again, Stephen, for coming on to help uh, help spread the word. No, Scott, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And now I'm uh, very happy to welcome uh, my next guest here to talk about his mentorship experience and uh, a little bit about the uh, mentorship program for our consultants practice specialty. He is the chair of that program, uh, Brent Knight. Brent, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here today. I can't wait to to go over some of these questions you have. Excited to get started. Now, we're, we're talking about, you know, being volunteer week, talking about mentorship and the benefits. And like, when you think about mentorship, you know, both as a mentee and a mentor, what does that bring to mind for you and the impact it's had on your career? Well, I've, I'm the lucky recipient of people who have taken me under their wings over the years. And I've been in the safety profession almost 30 years now. And I would honestly say I probably wouldn't be sitting where I am today had mentors not entered my life. And these weren't mentors I sought out or asked for help. They're people who chose to mentor me or saw something in me and took me under their wing. And because of that, they opened doors that I probably never would have knocked on and um, and changed the trajectory of my career. So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of mentors. I'm a huge advocate of giving back and growing people. Now, when you think about, you know, the, those individuals that that helped you, you know, what what was, the, you know, what impact did that have on you, both personally and professionally, you know, in in the person in the safety professional you've become? I think personally, and professionally, they really weave together. Um, the biggest thing is the fact that somebody who has nothing to gain from it would invest in you. And I think that the uh, the outcome from that is that it helps 
us as humans and as safety professionals develop confidence. It helps us to believe in ourselves. We have somebody who we can turn to when we're in a tough situation or we have a decision we need to make and we're not sure. We can really rely on their wisdom, which I always like to say that wisdom comes from our failures more than our successes. And I think we can really rely on on their past experience. And it's just, I mean, it it becomes a very intimate relationship. And I know that I've lost a couple of mentors to illness and and it's heartbreaking. It's like losing a family member, but um, just the fact that they would that they would unselfishly invest time in somebody when they have nothing to gain from it. But um, something I hear, you know, a lot of people talk about, and something you and I have talked about is that throughout the the course of the relationship as a mentor, you do really gain something you, your yourself as well. Uh, you know, it's it it is uh, a two way street. That yes, you're you know you're giving your your knowledge to. Uh, the mentees to the people you're help guiding through their lives and their careers, but that, you know, the mentors really get back a lot from that relationship as well. Yeah. And I, I think that not just as a safety professional, but, but anybody, you can kind of measure the success of your career as you start to look back when you're on the, on the tail end of your career, you've retired, you're going to measure your success in different ways. Examples might be certifications you've earned or achieved, uh, the status you have within organizations based on title. But I think that maybe one of the greatest measurements of, of our success is how many leaders we've developed along the way. If we're really creating a legacy, and no matter what we do, it, it doesn't matter if we're in safety or we're in social services. If we're developing leaders and we're leaving the industry better than we found it when we got here, that is a huge indication of success. And I I would say that of all the things that I get satisfaction from in my career, probably the greatest satisfaction is watching people develop, watching people blossom, watching people grow and become successful. Even if they become your competitors, it doesn't matter to me because we own a consulting company and, and you know, I've developed a, a lot of new competitors, but I'm I'm proud of them like you wouldn't believe. When you think about, you know, going back to those that mentored you, were those relationships you found like as you were entering the the safety profession? How did how did those uh, relationships develop kind of earlier on in your career to help set you on the path that's gotten you where you are today? I think ironically for me, um, they started out as clients and they started out in industry groups and associations where uh, I was a if anybody knows me out there, they would know that I had a lot of energy. I was very eager and passionate to grow in my in my career. And I think people saw that and and uh, and they realized that they could probably help direct me the direction that they thought I should go that would really open the doors for me and then give me a pat on the bottom, you know, and send me on my way. And people open doors for me to become uh, facilitators of groups and get into leadership roles within the industry outside of my job. And, um, and for whatever reason, you know, I just really bonded with, with some of my clients who had tremendous safety experience and they, you know, they educated me and, and uh, took time to spend with me outside of their day job to really teach me everything they had learned along the way in their career. And the interesting thing was, I think about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I'm up in the Seattle area and I'm a, I'm a real avid fisherman. And I went over to the Olympic peninsula on the coast and went fishing. And I took along with me one of those mentors who was a client for 20 years. 
and you know he's approaching 70 now and i'm in my early 50s but we're still really close and i got to spend two days with him on the river fishing which was it was a highlight of my year i can tell you that i hear you know, when people talk about mentorship as you just know they talk about you know opening doors i i'm curious you know that that could mean a lot of different things in your experience has it you know been being able to you know make connections with other safety professionals other people in the industry you know helping you you know guide you into you know certain areas of the profession that you might be interested in what have been you know some of those doors that have been opened for you i think all of the above it's the connectivity it's the networking and i think that a good mentor becomes an accountability partner of sorts so they will they will challenge you and they won't necessarily tell you what to do, but they'll listen and they'll make recommendations on options. And then if they know what they're doing, they'll get you to make a commitment to yourself out loud. And then they will help to hold you accountable to that. And I think that uh, when it comes to ideas or dreams and goals, you know, goals have timelines, they have dates. And that's one of the big advantages I think is that they teach you that path to success by developing goals that you can accomplish, setting those timelines and milestones, and then constantly challenging you to think outside the box, to look at things from directions that maybe you aren't seeing now, a different perspective. And, and again, I think overall the growth is holistic, but it is definitely connecting you to key people, opening doors for you that way. And then helping, I think a, a big part or a big, uh, role of a, a mentor is helping us get out of our own way. That's a, that's a great segue into my next question. You talk about, you know, making those connections. And when you think about uh, the consultants practice specialty mentorship program specifically, I'm curious, how did the program come together and, you know, how can it help those in the safety profession, ASSP members, you know, make, make those connections? Good question. So the, uh, the mentoring program within the consultant practice specialty CPS for short it was developed before I came on board. I was uh, recruited to become part of the committee. And then a year later, I was asked to chair it. But uh, it was developed by a group of people who were still part of kind of the, the oversight steering committee of the CPS group. And I know that some of them contributed to writing a book called The Consultant Guide, which can be purchased at the store through ASSP. And we recommend that anybody who wants to enter the consulting side of the business read that, review that. They really did a fantastic job of developing a process. And I know that I've been asked by other practice specialties to share our process with them because it it's gotten a lot of um, a lot of hype. It's been really successful and it's been a bit of a challenge since COVID, but uh, we are still, you know, we're gaining momentum and and how it works is that any member and in order to go through our mentoring program, they need to be a consultant practice specialty member. So an ASSP member and a member of the practice specialty, they just go to the communities page at ASSP after they log in and there's an application and they can apply to be a mentor or they can apply to be a mentee. And currently we have a committee of four. It's myself, it's Chris Ross, it's Pete and it's Carol Keys. And what we do is we meet uh, in March and in September and we review all those applications and then we match mentees and mentors according to what they're looking for. Now, one trend that we've identified is that a lot of people really, they, they want to bounce questions off somebody. And that's a little different than a mentoring relationship. And what we found is that when a mentee 
determines or finds out that there's a lot of work in this process. The, the first email, they get the matching email, which has our individual development plan, which is a big Word document. It involves work and it involves planning and setting goals. And with a lot of them, they're not really looking for that. They're looking for somebody that they can ask questions. And we're trying to figure out how to address that right now. But for those who truly want to be groomed and coached and have somebody, the more formal mentoring relationship is definitely a great option for that. Now, we do have some mentor-mentee matches that have been ongoing for three, four, five years. And then we have uh, some that fizzle out after two meetings. Now, I know I have a mentee in Alaska. Her name's Kamiko, who is, she's unbelievable. I, I couldn't be any happier with a mentor match than I, you know, the way it's working with her and watching her grow and watching her really blossom. So I would encourage anybody to get involved if you're leaving the safety profession and becoming a consultant, running a business and potentially having employees is a very different situation than working as a safety person or professional at a company. There's a lot of business acumen that goes into it. Contracts, marketing, sales, insurance. There's so many aspects that a safety professional might not be familiar with. And, and that's where our mentoring program really is beneficial because we've been there. And we can share with somebody new the challenges they're going to have. I can't tell you how many people I've given our contracts to, to, to basically duplicate and make their own. With that, somebody starting up a business. So, I mean, uh, a mentee could be something, not necessarily somebody, you know, just starting out at the industry. Do you have, you know, mentors and mentees at, at you know, all different phases of their careers? Absolutely. We have mentees who have retired and they want to do expert witness work or they want to do... You know, they want to grow a training business. Um, it's amazing how few of them are actually early career safety professionals. Most are retirement age or mid-career. You talk about, you know, the, the the matching process. I'm curious to learn more about that. I mean, I'm sure it goes beyond just, you know, I'm interested in this particular area. What What goes into, you know, making sure that a mentor and a mentee really are a good match and, you know, this relationship is going to, you know, de deliver the results that you know, both people are, are looking for. First off, when we review the mentor applications, we identify the areas of strength for that mentor, where they best fit. Same thing with a mentee. We identify in their application what they're looking to accomplish and what area or what direction they're looking to go? Is it expert witness work? Do they want to be a process safety management specialist? Do they want to be a general consultant, whatever that might be? So we're able to evaluate the two of them. And then as a group, we will try to match them together based on strengths and needs. And then secondly, with every match, we have a guide and the guide is going to be Pete, Chris, myself, or Carol. And we check in at least every six months to find out how that match is going. And if it's not a fit, we'll, we'll rematch. Uh, we've had that happen more than, more than once. Uh, but I, you know, ideally we're there to kind of, to help them with whatever they need along the way. So they're, they're not, uh, they're not destined to failure. They're, they're supported all the way through. That's that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, it's not just okay. You guys are matched. You know, here 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 you go. Best of luck. That you know there there's a continuing relationship with the program, the mentor and the mentee, as well as the mentor and the mentee themselves. Exactly.
So uh, I know uh, you uh, you talked about this a little bit there, but I wonder if we could just real quick touch on you know if if uh, folks out there are interested in you know learning more, or getting involved in the uh, consultants practice specialty mentorship program. What do they do? What are the next steps? Go to ASSP.org and log in with their membership number. Go to the communities page and find consultant practice specialty and scroll down. It's all there. The information on the programs there. Our webinar information, we have webinars quarterly that can be found there. And then the application form to be a mentor or a mentee. Uh, and also contact information for our administrator if they'd like to get involved with our steering committee or our executive board, whatever you want to call us, the, the group that meets quarterly. It's, uh, it's a small commitment and it's a great opportunity to get into leadership with ASSP. Great. Yeah, I encourage folks to uh, check that out. Uh, anything else you'd like to add about uh, mentorship or the uh, Consultants Practice Specialty Mentorship Program as, as we wrap up? I just want to you know, express how important I think it is for all of us. I, I don't care what you've accomplished. Having a mentor, having a mentee or more than one is a really good career builder. And number two, get involved, volunteer, get into leadership within ASSP, do what you can. And then if you want information on the program, even if you're not part of the, the practice specialty for consultants, if you're in another practice specialty and you want to utilize our information, we'll share whatever we've developed with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I encourage folks to, to check that out. Yes. ASSP has so many different groups and resources available to folks to help them develop and advance in their career. So uh, I definitely encourage everybody to check those out. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much again, uh, Brent, for coming on. Uh, I know mentorship is, you know, is so important in the safety profession and every profession. So uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on and uh, talk about the program. Likewise. Thanks everybody for the time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.